Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Krusty Craig, and you're listening to The Loud Spot with Sebastian. See you later. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian Cosby, right out of Oklahoma City. Tonight, I don't have a band on the podcast, but I do have a guy who is an author, and he publishes book, and he's an editor, Krusty Craig, but his real name is Craig Lewis. What is going on, man? I'm chilling in the mountain where I live, in the south of Mexico, with a couple of cats, and I'm just super happy to be alive and to be talking to you. Dude, I'm so excited about... I'm excited to have you on because you're the first person who's put a book out. The book I got from you is called You're Crazy, Volume 1. This is not your first book, but this is the book I kind of want to talk about. I know you're coming out with the Volume 2. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what, where your mindset's at, and all about this book that you put out there. All right, thank you very much for this opportunity to speak about this. It's been a long time since I, I had a chance to really dive in to what your crazy is all about. So here goes. The reason why this book exists is because I'm a punk rock guy, and I grew up in Boston. I'm 46 years old. I don't live there anymore. However, for almost my entire existence, I was known as a crazy person. In fact, my nickname was Krusty Craig. But I found out after the fact that many people called me Crazy Craig. I don't <laughs> like that. Oh, but, okay. But I guess it was true, so uh, that's okay. Now, this book, You're Crazy, the reason why it exists is to give people an opportunity to own their, their experiences and share those experiences with others so others can understand them better, understand them in such a way that their behaviors might make sense. Why is Johnny getting drunk all the time? Why did this guy get in a fight? What's going on with this person to make them act this way? Because you know what? There's a reason why. And we all deserve to be understood and known and respected. So you're crazy as a book series, as an anthology, rooted in the punk rock scene on the topic of surviving mental health, addiction, trauma, and related sorts of uh, tough times. And for the purpose of giving those writers a chance to be, to be heard, to be understood, and to let everyone else know around the world that there are people just like us yep. taking steps to make sure they have a, a safer, a healthier, 
a happier and a better life. And that's what, for me, really, punk rock's all about. And so I'm glad I can connect the two. When did, when did, this, now when did this book, Your Crazy Volume 1, come out? 2013, I think is the correct date. Okay. What's really neat about this book, what's really neat about this book, and I want our listeners to understand, is what this book is, is you come in kind of in like the, what's like the intro kind of uh, about, and then you go into the chapters, and every chapter, which I found was very interesting, was was another person's story that they wrote to you in regards to their experience in life and in the punk rock scene, and then you you label, you know, like the, the different chapters with the name of it, and then the author who wrote the story to you. Was that really interesting for you to go through and read all the different stories that people had to share with you? It's eye-opening to realize that you're not alone. When you're a person who has struggled or suffered or whatever word you want to use, you often feel like you're alone. There are other crazy people out there, but you're really (laughs) all alone. Yeah. And find out that you're not. Find out that other people get it and that other people are actively working on their stuff, that that's a collective thing going on that people are doing. That's empowering. I admit that I was a bit overwhelmed at first with the response when people first started sending their stories in. And then I realized I was up to something good and uh, that we published the book. It was success- successful. We must be doing something right if people are into it and they want to continue to contribute to future chapters. So it must be necessary, and I'm glad I'm part of it. You know, I, I think that's true with everything. I think that once you put yourself out there, I think there's an initial kind of, is this going to stick? Do, you know, do I look dumb doing this? But more often than not, you you get a response from an audience that you thought maybe would have not existed, that you would not have known about. How do you put yourself out there to get these stories? Very similar to me doing a podcast. You know, I didn't know if I was going to be good at this or suck at it or if other bands are going to want to be a part of it. And, you know, and you get to hear different stories from different people in, in, in your story and, and as well in, in the podcast. Other, you get all kinds of different people. It's, it's really, it's, it, takes, it takes a lot of courage to do something like that, just to put yourself out there and hope you get a response. Well, thank, thank you. First, firstly, you're great at running a podcast. <laughs> and, and, like, much respect to you. Secondly, I mean, what are you, what are you going to do in this day and age? I mean, it's 2020. The world's been in chaos for a long time, and well, it just all caught up to us. Well, caught up to most people. And uh, some of us already knew things were crazy. <laughs> and, uh, and those are the kind of people who share their story in Your Crazy Volume 1. And they're the kind of people who are sharing their story in the, in the soon-to-be-published Your Crazy Volume 2. And so we're in a really good time, to a good time period, to not have to really care about embarrassment or, 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 or shame or humiliation because everyone's freaking the F out because they're scared about stuff. They're scared about what's going to happen in their lives, how they're going to pay rent, what's going to happen to their family, where can they go, can they be with their, their loved one. That's stuff that a lot of people aren't used to dealing with. So I find myself in a pretty, pretty good spot to, to put myself out there as I do. And uh, I have no concern about because my truth sets me free. And if I can be part of helping other people's truths set themselves free, well, that means I get to really, in many ways, live forever because the impact I can have lives on. And I think that's a pretty good legacy to have, even if tomorrow's the end. It ain't. But right now, in this moment, I'm going to do exactly what I'm going to do. Exactly. And, you know, 
I think it's really neat that you you wrote this book. Now your inspiration comes. I want to make this very clear to everyone. You are a huge punk rock fanatic, right? I mean, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fanatic. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm, I love that. I, I, I'm a, yeah, I love punk rock thick and thin, and I have since I was a kid. Punk rock fanatic. Uh, I'm, more, I'm more of kind of like a retired maniac. I'm just trying to like, like, like my pension, but like life's really screwed up because of that's how it is sometimes. So yeah. I, I love, I love the punk rock way, and I live in Mexico. The very punk rock place. It's like twenty years plus behind, and and I don't I don't necessarily mean just like punk rock music, punk rock, punk rock. I mean the whole country is a bit different than the United States, and it, and it, and it's just it's it's raw. It's a raw place, and you have to deal with stuff, and there's no safety net, and you have to find different ways to, to be happy. You know, you don't always get to satiate your, yourself like we can back home, you know, by buying stuff or, or you have things help. You have housing provided or whatever stuff you get going on. You don't have that here. So you have to, like, find ways to, to get by, to be happy, to deal with hardship, to deal with crisis. You can't just have convenience and uh, comfort always be the good not be able to pay for it. Yeah, That's man. That is really interesting to hear, and it makes total sense. Do you want to go through and listen to? We got four bands tonight. Are you excited? We're gonna talk about your book. What's upcoming? Um, we're gonna talk about a lot of things. But do you want to start playing some music? Maybe give a little bit of insight on what you think about it. Let's let's play a song. Let's okay. play a song. This song is by the Crow Wings, and they are Minneapolis based. Okay. Uh, I talked earlier to Cat uh, and Rusty on a phone call. These guys are awesome. They're up and coming. They're, I guess they're the buzz over in Minneapolis. And they're working with, uh, we got a podcast coming on with them, I think December 16th. Don't quote me on that. That should be the date for the podcast. And there's a lady named Dawn who is like the driving force behind the band. And like she's, I, I don't know if she's like their manager. I think she's their manager. I would say that, but she's definitely like pushing them. And I think these guys are awesome. I want to get your in- intake on them after we play them. We're going to talk more about your book, book tours, upcoming things. I got so many good questions for you. So here we go right, right now with the Crow Wings. This song is called Samurai Sun. Fire breather, dark matter, soul leader, fire rising. 
There you go with the crow wings. Samurai Sun, I cannot, that's the name of the song. I cannot wait to have the crow wings on the podcast on December 16th. You guys are awesome. I, I love your punk style. They have a music video out for that song. If you guys want to check it out, it's on YouTube. Um, but I look, I do, Craig, I do want to ask you about your, have you done any book tours? Maybe 30 or oh, more. A whole bunch of them. So what is it like to go on a book tour? I know, I know what van tours are like. What's it like to go on a book tour? Like what, where do you go? What do you do? What places have you been to to do that? Give us well, inside the world of putting a book out. Well, I, I, I've had the, the privilege of uh, traveling around the world and speaking about all sorts of things that matter to me. Uh, it's just the same as setting up a punk rock tour, except you're giving a speech and different people organize different things in different cities and you just kind of go with it. And so I gave a presentation last December in Honduras at a punk show and in Costa Rica uh, in a little uh, coffee shop spot and in Nicaragua in a top on a top of a hill outdoors yeah. and that was just in the past year and um, all over Europe anywhere you can imagine um, from a punk rock festival to a a uh, Greek island to an, a bar in Istanbul, Turkey, to you name it, Paris, France, Barcelona, Dublin, Berlin, Warsaw, Sofia, and it goes on. God, man, you've just been everywhere. And before we, before we started this podcast... You were kind of telling me what inspired you a little bit to kind of write a book like this. And you apparently were homeless, I guess, in Europe for a little bit. Well, that is true. That is true. Um, but Your Crazy Volume 1 was published in 2013. And I had my life collapse between then and, well, three years ago. And so when, when, when life collapsed for me for different reasons... Uh, I had nowhere to live and nowhere to make money, so I just lost most of my stuff and bought a one-way ticket and landed in Paris, France, and climbed my way for a year and a half in different places. I, did, I came back and forth a couple times stateside, but yeah, I just had to find a new path, and that's what I did. What an and interesting I, story. I would love to sit down with you for... A week, dude, like a week, just stay with you in Mexico for a week and just listen to all the stories you have because that is so fascinating, but also inspiring to people that feel like they're lost. And, you know, I really feel like there can be a lot of punk rockers that are lost sometimes. I, you know, I think that people are drawn to punk rock because it's kind of anti this and anti that. Do what you want. But the struggle is real, brother. You know that as much as anybody else does. Yeah, that's that's for sure. And I think I think what I really care about is everybody. And I, I have a big heart, and uh, I I feel like it's fair to say that I'm an empath. I think I I can identify with that, and I really feel the pain of others. Do you and, talk? Do you talk to a lot of like younger like teenagers um, on the like, on, on the tours that you go on? Here's the, here, here's the deal. 
like this is hard. You know, I, I go on I, I go on these tours because I'm trying to I'm trying to take care of my my own mental health needs. You know, I'm trying to heal my own trauma, and 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 sometimes I don't want to talk to people, and 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 people don't, have to understand don't, that. Don't, don't, don't start a podcast then. If you don't want to, like, I mean, don't start your own podcast if you don't want to talk to people. <laughs> I was just making a joke. Well, well, what I mean is that after you speak for an hour. Sometimes you just have to be left alone because you talk about really heavy stuff. And the, the talks they give, they, 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 they tell a story. And when you get to the midpoint and then toward the, the ending, it, it is uplifting. It, it is intended specifically to help rise people up. And sometimes I want to talk to people and sometimes I don't. You know, it depends on a lot of factors. However, I, I'm just a guy who got really hurt and and decided to do something to try to help himself and help others at the same time. And that's reality. Like yeah. reality is, is I struggle all the time, dude. And um, like you said, you want to spend a week here. That's great. Like I can, sometimes I can't stand myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's everybody. Yeah. Man. Like, you know, so like, like straight to the point, we all people, struggle all people go through stuff people who are mean to you or unkind to people you care about people who aren't nice to me and 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 the whole gamut of society you know people are hurt everyone is dealing with stuff do i want to permit people to be unkind and be be harmful to others or me no but i want to try to apply some sort of understanding that everyone's effed up for a reason and maybe they're not just trying to be evil or nasty or bad. And if I can get the message across to people that at the very least, if we can't have empathy for others, we can at least have it for ourselves and take better care of ourselves when things go awry. So we can be okay. Because yeah. we can't control anyone else, but we can certainly control ourselves. You know, and what's really cool about this, like the cover of your book, so it says you're crazy volume one, and then underneath that, it says firsthand accounts of mental health struggles, addiction, and trauma from the punk scene. So I want everyone to take that in. Like that is like I'm not trying to get deep all the time on the podcast. In fact, in fact, this is probably the first time I'm getting this deep on it. Like that is so powerful to put that out there, and I think that draws people in to want to know what the book is about. And I'll tell you guys, I've. I've read I've read the first half of the total book and then kind of skimmed through it uh, just because I'm busy. But this is a great great book that you have, man. Like from from the, all the words I read about halfway through, Thank all the different you. stories that you hear, I highlighted a lot of different things on it. Like one person says they don't like the word gutter punk; they call it dirty kid because uh, they they refuse to call themselves gutter punks. And you know, it's just it's really interesting all these different stories that you get from different people. I mean that has to be that has to feel really good to get the feedback that you got and the enlightenment, kind of like a kind of like a self, uh, kind of like a, a, like you're not alone. I guess does that make sense? You know, to know that you're not alone when you feel like you're alone, it, it makes a difference. Yeah, it, it, it means something. It means something. I mean. This year, this year, right? What was 2020? 
I've heard of endless people that that, I'm, that that are friends or friends of mine or people from the punk scene or wherever who have ended their lives. Even people I know have ended their lives. And I know, I know that life is hard. And I know that things are really challenging right now. And that people might feel hopeless or helpless. And I, I do think it's of great importance to, to support people, but also to let them know that it's okay to be human. And it's, it's okay to... It's okay to it's okay to crash. It's okay to like break down. It's okay to cry. It's okay to like like go crazy. There's a reason why. I mean, you're freaking out for a reason. Like you deserve to be validated. There's a reason why you go, the reason why people have challenges. There's a reason why people act act crazy. There's a reason why people have these different kinds of issues. We can be empathetic toward them. We can try to be nice to each other. We can try to be more reasonable with other people. Try to be supportive to them. Try to let them know that, yeah, it's okay. You're freaking out for, for a reason. Like, I love you anyways. Just try to be nice. Like, I'm going to be the best friend I can be. Like, let's be good to each other. I mean, seriously, I personally know how bad it can get when people treat you like garbage. And I know there's been times that I haven't done the right things either. And so, I mean, what are you going to do in this world? Like, perpetuate negativity I think and abuse? Or, like, I, stop the cycle. Stop the cycle. Stop the cycle of abuse. That's what I do. I think you've been forced to find yourself a better way of living. And I feel like you're taking all this negative maybe that you've had and turn it into a positive, which is why you came out with this book and you which is why that you right. came out with the volume two. One of the reasons why I'm appreciating you right now, because it is true that book was published seven years ago for all the reasons that you stated for, and, and it, it, it's, it's, I can see now you're helping me see the impact this had. I've had a, a, a brutal few years, a brutal, brutal, painful several years. Let's just be, be straight. And and you are speaking to the person now who published that book seven years ago, right? Who did right. that work? Right. But I'm, but the man you talk, but the man you're talking to right now is like the manifestation of the person that only dreamed of becoming who he is right now when that book was published. So I'm thinking this out of my head right now. That's so cool, man. Yeah, yeah, but you're talking to the guy right now it, because it's it, obviously straight. Like, it's almost, I felt uncomfortable for a second because I was like, I kind of know that, like, like I'm like, it's like between now and when that book came out, I'm like, pub, I was public crazy person number one, dude. Like, you name it. Like, I'm, I was legendary for my fucking fucked up shit. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a special thing because you're getting, you're getting the guy right now that I wanted to be all those years ago. But just like a punk rocker, you do it like you start a band, even though you got to play the instruments. But maybe you get really good at your practice. And so I'm just an example of somebody who did something like that, except without playing in the band. You like kind of do the work on yourself because I guess no, no one else is going to do it for you. Just like no one else is going to play guitar in a band like you. Right. You get, like, no, somebody, that, that's so cool that you, that you explain that in that way, man. That's just it's really it's really like it's enlightening. And I'm happy that who you were for seven years ago and now, and I think obviously, you know, we're not, we're not all, you know, young, as young as we once were. And I think that happens when people just change and, and you figure shit out. And some people don't, some people do. And you hope that everybody does, I would assume. Yeah, but, but it's, but it's okay. It's okay that some people don't, this is a harsh reality, right? That is, the harsh man. reality is not everyone's going to get it together. And Sorry world. I'm sorry that some people are gonna like 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 
not make it. I'm, I'm sorry that that's the way it is. I'm sorry that like we have a society that doesn't have the means, or I should say has the means, but doesn't have the know-how to, to, to help everyone like have a better life. You know, there are basic needs that we all, we all need to survive. Sure. Basic stuff. When people don't have their basic needs met, they're going to act strange or they're going to, they're going to do things that people who have no idea what it means to have a house or to have food or to have security or health. Like if you don't know what it means, if you don't know what it means to not have, you really have to be careful about judging other people and their reactions because it may be very true that what they are reacting to is a lack of basic needs. And our society has the capacity to handle all of this stuff, but it doesn't have the know-how. So that is part of the punk rocker's job. And it's part of the job of a survivor like myself. I'm just kind of a combined thing to help the world see, not just punk rockers, not just people who have survived trauma and other things, but to help show the world that it's actually possible to have a, a multitude of horrendous things happen to you. And yet you make the choice. And that choice is something that I want everyone to know they have to make it themselves. That no one's going to save your ass, but you have the power to decide. And that power, that power of choice, that right there is your ticket to whatever you there want. You no matter how effed up it feels like it is at any moment, you have the power. That's the power, and I know it. That's right, man. Look, I know we like funny podcasts, have fun, but like your book, I already knew we were going to get a little bit serious about things just because of your, I guess, your wisdom and your outlook on certain things. And I'm happy that I'm doing this because that helps me grow as a podcaster, for one. And two, I think people need to listen to what you have to say. Because it's 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 great, dude. It's it's great information. It's knowledge, and it's 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 just fantastic, man. I'll just I'll leave it at that, for lack of a well, better you know word. Let, let, let me just share this with all the people out there listening. All right, check this out. If there are things about your life that have affected you, you know somewhere deep inside that those things exist, whether you want to admit it or not, and it affects you. You know what happens when you start talking about it. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Yeah, there's going to be pain involved, and there might be loss. But you know what happens is that when you start talking about the stuff that's messed you up inside, the reason why you're drinking heavily, the reason why you're, you know, cutting yourself or, 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 or just, like, doing whatever you're doing, well, then you start to get better because you don't have to be, like, a self-made prison with, with all that stuff inside you. When you get that stuff out of you, you can heal and you deserve it. And so that's true. And I want y'all to think about that because you can help yourselves and you can, you can have a better life. And it's actually super punk rock <laughs> to take control of your life and make it awesome. That's beautiful. Like, yeah. I, I, I want to see everyone do that. Yeah, man. You know, and I, I love punk rock and metal, and I even like some rap and stuff like that. But punk rock kind of has a, a cool. I think I think the the words, uh, the vocalists from punk rock singers are very more. A lot of times they are, uh, they they more speak to people. I guess is probably why I'm drawn to punk rock because it's more raw. It's like the raw lyrics that they that they have and that they do. And then sometimes it's funny. 
Sometimes it's funny also. There's some great funny... I love funny punk rock too. But it, but everyone needs humor every now and again, man. Look, there's a great band called Bored With Fire. They have a song called Finger Pistol. A guy named Shane. They're from Idaho. This song is probably one of my newer favorite songs that I've heard. Like, every week, every day I have like a newer favorite song, I guess you could say. I'm uh, psyched that they're from Idaho. That makes me happy. I love <laughs> this stuff. Bring it on. I'm a punk rock fanatic. Come on. <laughs> Let's play it right now. Since we were 23, angry as they call, hit the ground. 
There you go with Bored with Fire, Finger Pistol. I fucking love that song, and I cannot wait to have that band. I'm also working on a podcast uh, interview with those guys. We got a lot of good stuff coming on December and into the new year. Um, but Krusty Craig, Craig, Mr. Craig Lewis, I got to ask you a question. Do you have a relationship with the people that helped you put this book together as far as the authors of the stories that are inside your book? Well, in volume one, different people worked with me on it. And it was seven plus years ago. You know, life happens. And so some of the people I was friends with before, friendly with before, and I'm still friendly with them now. And some people I, I uh, no longer speak with for different reasons or who knows why or for no reason, maybe time or space or whatever more. Half the people I've not met in person and um, or more. And, and some of them are uh, people I met because of the book and they became friends of mine to this day. Is volume two going to be a very similar outline to volume one as far as People telling their stories um, within 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 the book. It's it's the same exact format with twenty new writers. Yes. So I'm gonna so do you already have volume two ready to rock and roll? First of all, before I even ask that, which I already asked anyways, but I'm gonna go back between volume one of your crazy and volume two of your crazy. Has there been any other books that you've published between those between the, the last seven years? Yes. Thanks for asking. I, when I went to school to become a mental health worker in the mid 2000s, uh, I had an internship and part of that internship was that I had to create something to share with people at a, like a rehabilitation program. And so I, I created a support group, like a support group that I authored the curriculum for and people liked it. And then after the internship ended and I was out working in the, in the field, I, um, continued to volunteer and work in different places. So for maybe three or four more years, I just created more and more of this curricula. And then I ended it because I had other things to do. And then in 2013, I, I published it. It was successful. It came out around the same time as your crazy volume one. Okay. And it's called better days, a mental health recovery workbook. And now it in oh, ooh, 11 languages, 11, 11 languages. languages. 11? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Hold on. This your crazy one or the other one came out in 11 languages? Um, the Better Days Mental Health Recovery Workbooks in 11 languages. Oh, my God. Do you know? Oh, that is like European Spanish. Uh, I get, well, there's some Spanish obviously in Europe also. Asian, like what? That is nuts, dude. Did oh. you? Wow, how many? Do, I, do, do you know how many books you sold? Like, do, do you keep count of that, or? I, I I know, yeah, I have the answer, and I'm not going to say it here, but <laughs> but um, I'm just grateful to be able to have a positive impact in the lives of others. Wow, and um, because of like my punk rock way, I've been able to do this other mental health stuff, um, sort of professionally. Because I know how to network and make things happen. That's the other thing I do when I'm in Europe. When I'm not doing punk rock presentations at squats and festivals and you name it. In the daytime, often I'll be 
presenting like a three hour or four hour training and workshop for mental health workers in different European cities. And that's, that's in part how the book ended up being translated into so many languages because I would work in Barcelona, Spain, and then in the Netherlands, and then France, and then of course, in, 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 in Belgium, they have both the French and the Dutch part. The, and, uh, how many languages do you speak? I mean, I don't know if you can tell, I can't even speak English 100% properly. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, don't, I didn't really have a, a, any substantial education back to when I was a kid. So um, I'm, I'm quite capable of communicating, like, beautifully. It's, it's my job, really. Um, but I, like, anyone who knows me knows I'm the king of the run-on sentence. So <laughs> that's just the truth. So you know a little bit of Spanish. Look, exactly. I got I to ask you this, though. So when the books are published in eleven different different languages, did you get the books and every like? Do you have a copy of the book in every single language and like at least attempt to kind of read it because you can interpret what you put onto well another language, I guess, and kind of maybe understand I, what you're saying. If you, I mean, if you if you work that hard at learning another language, I guess that'd be a good way to do it. Here, here's the answer. I've had a really rough few years. And when I moved to Mexico, I moved here with only a backpack. So, like, it's hard to move to another country with nothing other than a backpack. And, and it's not a new life because you just have to do it. And so it's been a long process of me trying to like, get stability. And so you have made a wonderful suggestion to me uh, because I can, I, can, I, can, I, can obtain all the co- I can obtain copies of all my books in all the languages. I just don't have them here. So... You've actually kind of set off a little bit of a light bulb in me because I need to do that for my own happiness. So uh, I'm going to do that. So thanks for the thanks for the uh, thanks for the heads up, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I think I think it's really you know I think it's really neat. And we kind of talked earlier about you know picking the stories that you wind up getting published, and you pretty much said you published every one of them or that that was completed. Ever so, did you get some incomplete? Did you get some people that message or wrote you a story that just, it wasn't a complete story? So there's no good reason why someone's story wouldn't be included if they submitted it, with the exception of them not fulfilling a certain couple things that they have to do. And so basically, we help everybody get their story edited and proofread, and they have to sign off on it. So if they provide us something, then... We just work with them on it, and we have it made, edit, we edited and made it all nice and pretty, and they have to assist on that, and if they approve it, they just they sign a document that says they approve it, and then we're good to go. And that's like, that's it. And, um, uh, you know, if somebody's talking about doing horrible things to other people, like being racist, being, like, violent and vicious, you know, just to be, like, horrible... I'm not going to support, you know. So, did you get submissions? Did you get submissions in in in, in this one, and even in, in number two that's going to come out? Did you get submissions where things that you just didn't agree with? You're like, I'm not going to put that in my book. This is about healing. It's people need to be able to express themselves freely. Um, you know, so, it's, someone, it's, so it's someone, in someone, no way in my place. If someone sent you something that you did just did not like, did not agree with their mentality, would you still publish it, or would you take that out? Um, I, I can't answer that right now because it would be on, a, on an individual basis. 
because it's not, you know, if somebody just feels like their life is hopeless and they just want to do whatever they're going to do and they want to express that, who am I to say no? I mean, I'm not going to support somebody's downfall, but I'm going to support their independence and their, their you know, I'm going to try to be the best support I can. People have to be their own, their own, um, people have to save themselves. You know, it wouldn't be right for me to, to, to censor somebody. Uh, in fact, I welcome people to, to, to contribute because I've had lots of issues with people over the years and fucked up stuff. You know, it's the way it is. But I would never turn someone down if they said, I want to contribute my story to this book, but I have this issue. We had this problem. So I don't give a fuck. Contribute your story. This isn't about us. This is about something bigger than that bullshit. This is about you doing what you got to do to take care of your needs and helping other people feel like this. There's, there's people like you out there. I don't give a flying you know what. And who you are, if you want to do something good, express yourselves, try to make right in the world, or try to make right in your life, whatever it is, unless this is sort of like flagrant issue, I accept. What's your favorite country you've ever did a book tour at, or like a book signing? What would you say your favorite country you've ever been to to do a book tour, like, like, where would that be, like, the exciting moments of it? Where, where would you say that is? You know, I have to say that every single place I've ever been, I've had wonderful experiences, and I've had moments that aren't wonderful. That could be, you know, something that happened with someone else, or it could just be inside my head. I, I don't like to just give sort of, like, absolute answers, because <laughs> Americans are like this. We give these absolute answers, and we often, we often make statements that we don't actually mean. So it would be more appropriate for me to say I love everywhere I go for all sorts of interesting reasons and to give a few examples of places that I love and why I'd like to do that just to honor all the people out there who have welcomed me into their homes into their countries into their their lands yeah um I love Italy I'll tell you why well there's so many reasons why but Italy is the sexiest place I've ever been and uh <laughs> Uh, it, 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 and I, I'm not talking about like how people look. I'm talking about energy. Energy. There's like this like confidence. This energy. This like, and I had a few experiences that were that that proved that to be true. You know, I'm, and, a, um, I'm a quarter Italian. Maybe that's where my confidence comes from. I don't know. <laughs> I, I look at I look Italian, and I'm like. Eastern European you Jew. Do, you do look and, uh, Italian. You do look. You do look Italian, but you're also from the East Coast, and you kind of got that that uh, that that. You definitely have, you don't, you definitely have that Boston accent still. That's uh, even though you live in Mexico, you you got that, brother. I'll tell you straight, like the 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 Boston way, sarcastic to the end, dude. Sarcasm. We are the masters of it in that town, and I, I don't have a towny accent. Oh my god, if I had a townie accent, I don't know. <laughs> Do you miss Boston? You know, my heart's broken, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that I haven't shared here, we're not going to get into it, but like, my heart's broken. You know, who wants to leave where they come from? Yeah. Right? I'm not from California, and fuck California. I haven't moved to Oklahoma because it's way too expensive out there, but, 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 but you live in a different country, so it's different than moving to like another state within the U.S. I get that. Put it this way, all right? I, I'm happy where I am. Right? I feel safe. Sometimes I have to go to the United States, but I haven't been there in a while. And sometimes when I cross the border, 
I feel that you, you just feel different. You know, you don't have to, don't think about politics about this. Think about, like, this is the land I was born on. That's always going to mean something to the person. It always means something to the person who stands on that land, right? And um, of course. But what happens in this world, that's always going to mean something. So the feeling I have when I am across that invisible line in the sand, it, it, it's a powerful thing. And do I miss Boston? I, I, you know, I, I, there's, there's things that I love, I love about where I come from. And I, I don't currently feel like it would be good for me to go back. I mean, for a lot of reasons. And so it's not just that I miss it. It's that I, I have a broken heart that, that I hope someday will be able to be healed a little bit more. So I, I think it I will. I think it will, especially moving in the right direction. We got about ten minutes left or so. We got about right. two more songs played. Probably go a little over, uh, but that, that's a little over an hour. I do want to play a band from Oklahoma City because I love Oklahoma. Man, I fucking love Oklahoma, dude. I'm so happy I moved here 14 years ago. 14 years ago? Yeah, about 14 years ago. I love it, man. Oklahoma City has done me some justice. And by the way, talking about a backpack, I moved to Oklahoma City with the backpack and nothing else. Uh, and I know that my friends that are going to listen to this are going to be like, well, you moved somewhere with the backpack too. Yeah, I didn't move to another country, but I did move to Oklahoma with just a backpack and I accomplished some things that I'm very proud of. My newest one right now is this podcast, which I, which I love. But Don't Make Ghosts, they're out of Oklahoma. Jesse in the band, it's funny that I, I used to work with his wife in an industry that we were kind of all involved with. Turn around, you know, years and years later, he's in this band. And I was like, holy shit. So, pretty excited about it. This song is called Dead Skin. And these guys, like, literally, check these dudes out. I I gotta support my Oklahoma homies. You know how that, you know how that is, bro. You gotta support I know the how bands. it is. You know how that is. You gotta support the people from where you're from. And so I'm playing these guys on the podcast right now. Don't make ghost dead skin. Here we go.
go. Shout out to my Oklahoma City homies right there. Don't make ghosts. Make sure you guys check them out. These these guys are awesome. We're also working on them on the podcast. Like sometime in December is what we're thinking. Probably more than more than likely gonna happen because I already promised them December as what. And we're gonna do it. I fucking love their band, man. They're awesome. Alright, uh Craig. You have two new books coming out. Is it December or after the first of the year? I'm saying December. And the first or second week of December, I believe I'll be publishing Your Crazy Volume 2 nice. and The Craig Lewis Guide to Surviving the Impossible. I need a signed copy of one of those books. I'll buy it, we'll, but you got to sign it. We'll work it out. We'll find a way. <laughs> I got you, man. I have a few different friends that are authors of different, like, like not in this kind of environment, but different ones. That, in fact, one guy met at a casino and he signed. He had like like three hundred books in the trunk of his car and signed. I love signing books, so let's figure it out. I definitely want one. And those two new books, one is okay. One is the Crazy Volume Two, and what's the other one called? The Craig Lewis Guide to Surviving the Impossible. What's that book going to be about? It's similar to the Better Days workbook that's now in all 11 languages, except it's about what I went through in the past five years and that it has four poems and it has approximately 15 passages and worksheets that are intended to help the person reading the book work through whatever serious, tough, debilitating stuff that's going on inside them so they can have a better life. And the entire thing, I recognize more now than ever, is also in many ways a pseudo-memoir because between the poems, the passages, and the worksheets, I integrated my story within, embedded, and on top of and through the entire book. Why, okay, why did you move to Mexico? Out of all places you you could have moved to or lived or toured or been in, why choose Mexico? Well, firstly, living in the United States was not going to work out for me any longer. And I knew that. And secondly, I could live in Europe and, and I could live with like a partner, if you will, but that would, that would be not what I need to be doing with my life right now. And it would have restricted me because of legalities and finances and all sorts of things that you just can't be an American person with an American passport and live in Europe without certain kind of papers. You can right. do it, but you have to move around a lot. And I didn't need to do that. So living in Mexico, you can obtain a visa very easily. And economically, you can make it work. Or I can. And so I live in a wonderful apartment in a wonderful place. And I pay maybe a fifth of what I would pay for something similar Jeez. in Boston. Jeez. Yeah, no, I saw I saw it I saw it on the Zoom call and it actually looks like a nice it looks like a decent apartment that you live in. It doesn't look bad. It looks cool. Do you live around a bunch of other Americans or are they all, been, you know, uh from Mexico? What 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 well I well I mean most people um <laughs> What, what was the question? I said, do, do, do you live around a bunch of Americans like in your area or are they pretty much just all like citizens of Mexico that are your neighbors? 
Uh, well, I, I usually avoid white people and people <laughs> speaking English. That's number one. But okay. now I have some friends that that are from the United States, and um, yeah, I, 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 I so you're pretty, I you're, like, pretty, you're pretty fluent in Spanish, then I would assume. Uh, my Spanish, you know, I I learned Spanish in the taqueria. I learned Spanish in the street. You know, I, I don't have the kind of money to just like live in luxury. I don't have privilege like like a lot of white people do. In fact, even Mexican people with a lot more privilege and money than I have. So I just kind of live with the people. I, I try to be a good community member. I say hi to all the old ladies and the, all the old men. I'm once sometimes you see someone drop something, you help them pick it up. Doesn't matter where you are. It just matters that you're there. And so I'm accepted. I'm welcomed. I feel safe. I love the people here. Language is not so important. What matters is what's in your heart. How you make people feel. Your kindness. I think that's a good attitude to have, and that's why you're so. I would say you're adventurous and risk taking, moving around. Most people probably couldn't do that, or or write a book, or 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 start a podcast, or or just like feel free to put yourself out there and be very vulnerable to negative and positive experiences that you are going to experience. You know, people are so scared of the unknown where I embrace the unknown because that's just my personality. I'm one of those, like, I'm not scared. I'll do whatever I want, man. Someone doesn't like it, I don't know what to tell them. I just, you know what? You know. You, you, have, you have to do what makes you happy in this world. And Yeah, if you're going to die, so you might as well do what's going to fucking be, make you happy. Dude, try it. If you don't fucking like it, it doesn't fucking work out, try something fucking else, dude. That's all, you know? And people don't realize that, and they're so like they're so scared of oh, what are people going to think of me if I do this, or what are they going to think of me if I do that? Who gives a fuck what they think of you? Do it, uh, go. Uh, uh, I, I'll tell you that I have a I have a sordid history of doing crazy shit and having to be public. Like <laughs> there's, a, there's a page in my new book, uh, the Craig Lewis Guide to Surviving the Impossible, titled. Oh, oh my God! That's uh, a uh, um, how to manage public meltdowns. So you can appreciate if I'm the author, right? Right. And I wrote this about my life experience to kind of help others. When the passage is titled "How to Manage Public Meltdowns," you know that I'm way far beyond giving a fuck thing because I already had the public meltdown. Like, this is about what to do after you have the public meltdown. Like, believe me, my therapist says to me, Craig, you should think about the consequences. I'm like, consequences? <laughs> about the fucking consequences. I'm a man of action. I, everything I've ever done has resulted in me being here right now. That's that means right. I get a good brand on my shoulders. I get a good heart. I'm, I have good intuition. Yep. And I'm going to keep trusting myself, trusting the universe, and keep doing it punk rock. Yeah, dude. And that's what I love about punk rock music. It's like, kind of like, fuck it. Do it. Do just, I don't know, man. It speaks to me. You've been great on the show. We're going to play our last song real quick. And then we're going to close out. I'm going to have to give some shout-outs to who you want to give shout-outs to. This band right here is called The First Rule. Shout-out real quick to Candy Browning with Kick Rocks Entertainment. She heard these songs. She sent it to me. She's like, these guys are fucking awesome. And, and Kick Rocks Entertainment does a lot of my, like they do a lot of my uh, checking out the music, make sure it sounds good and stuff like that. And then she sends it over to me and they have a whole street team over there 
And I played one of their songs before. That was a really good song. But this one was my favorite song. And so I'm playing it for me instead of her this time. This song, which we can all appreciate it. I think it's kind of comedic, but it also relates. All My Friends Suck. And this song is awesome. Yeah. They are from Wisconsin. I think like Kenosha. Kenosha, Wisconsin? Pretty sure. That's what I said on Facebook anyways. These guys are fucking sick, man. You ready you ready to listen to this one? Um, give me one second. One. Deep breath. Let's go! friends suck, and I'll tell you why, they never want to go, I never want to chill, no matter how hard I try, all my friends suck, it's worse than that, they never want to FaceTime, never want to call, and never ever text me back, I can see that you've read my message, and you still haven't responded yet, what happened to always going out to shows, and seven nights a week stand out to bar clothes, this is just the way life goes. Kelly says, all my friends suck, and so do I at the end. That Dude, that, that song is so fucking cool. The first rule, I'm going to tag you guys in this. When I share it, more than likely, uh, well, I'll tag you in it, and you'll see it. I want you guys to get a hold of me. Let's do a band interview. That'd be so fucking cool and awesome. Craig, I want to ask you, 
If you want to give a shout out to any bands or any musicians that you grew up with that you like, that kind of inspired you, if you could name like just a few of them, who would they be? I'd just like to take this opportunity to say thank you, first of all, to you and thank you. And, and, and your wonderful podcast for including me. And I would like to give a shout to the legendary Keith Bennett from the band Wrecking Crew. And Keith is someone who's been around the Boston hardcore punk metal scene a lot longer than I have. And he's walked a similar path. And I am just so freaking happy that here we are, 30 plus years later, becoming having become a couple of stand-up dudes, making the life, uh, making their lives good, making the world a better place, and doing their best to contribute to uh, making our communities better. So Keith Bennett, uh, I know you're out there, and uh, I love you, I respect you, and I'm so proud to call you my friend. That is so cool to have to be able to do that. How could it, let's look? Let's say somebody wants to buy your book, even though Volume One came out in 2013, Volume Two coming out in right. other books. How can they find you? Social media, websites. What do you have to? Here find? we go. Here we go. So check it out. My new website is going to be done in a couple weeks. So you're just going to have to wait, and then you're going to update it for them when it's ready. On I will. Back. All right. So for now, you can go to www.lulu.com slash spotlight slash better days recovery press all my books are there however you want to support the author directly you want to support the editor directly just write to me at punction recovery p-u-n-x dot i-n dot recovery punction recovery at gmail.com and you can get them directly from me that is, that's it. That's the story, guys. Thank you. That, 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 that is punks, dot recovery at yeah. gmail.com. That's the email I have for him. He's also my friend on Facebook. You can look up Craig Lewis on Facebook. He doesn't go by Krusty Craig, which that is a cool fucking nickname, dude. I like, uh, well, I like that nickname, not going to lie. I like, I like, I like it now. I like it now. Oh, just check it out. I am taking a break from Facebook because it makes me crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going to give you uh, the link to my author page, and so cool. you can, I can, you can spread that around. That's an easy way to connect. I will share it. I think your message is important. I thank you so much for being on the podcast tonight. This has been a different, a, a more of a serious episode, but very intriguing and fun for me to do this. And a different dynamic that I'm used to, which helps me grow. The brother, I'm happy to call you a friend. And thank you so much for sharing your story, your books, and continue touring, continue writing. I think you got something really big going on here. I think people will continue to listen to you. And that's awesome, man. That's really awesome that you can share that with the world that we live in today. Major respect. The Loud Spot podcast kicks ass. Thank you. Sebastian, you kick ass. Oklahoma City, what's up? I love you. And uh, to all the people in the United States and around the world, stay strong, stay stay loving, and stay punk. There you go. Craig, I don't want you to go anywhere. I'm going to end this podcast. I want to thank every single one who sends me the music. 
lets us play their songs on this podcast, lets us, lets us promote them and their music. So, thank you to everybody. This is the Loud Spot with Sebastian. We fucking love it. We love the music. We love everything. Peace out. Good night. Good luck. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.